Keenan Allen lines up on the numbers left on this third down. Chargers three of four. Boy, you've got Keenan Allen in the slot again on Ashton Davis. And that's where Herbert's looking. Instead, goes middle of the field. There's Mike Williams. Catches on the run, and he's going to stride into the end zone. Touchdown, Chargers. On the crosser, Herbert to Mike Williams. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Oh, yes. Hi and hello, sports fans, and welcome to Minus Three. We got a dandy one lined up for you today. We'll get into that in just a second. In the meantime, we are presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all season long, whatever that season is, for exclusive offers and odds boosts. FanDuel, more ways to win. And, of course, when you're doing it, do it at FanDuel.com. Slash Minus Three. It's the word minus the number three and follow along at minus three pod and uh if you're a newcomer or if you're just tuning in it's a new world order here our early show every week is going to be devoted some of the time to the game of football the game of basketball the game of hockey a combo and uh, most importantly the game of life we always will keep our eye on that one we're going to do a deep dive on that in just a moment here, go back and listen to last week's shows. We had a couple of great ones. Mark Caboli from The Athletic weighing in on all things Roethlisberger and the future there in Pittsburgh or otherwise. And then, of course, we introduced you to an old pal, Kevin Hench, who's going to be along for the second podcast every week going forward wow. here, uh, breaking down the uh, the weekend upcoming and best bets and all that kind of stuff. But like I say, the first podcast every week will be devoted to uh, having a good time and to help us do that. Who better to bring in a couple of our all-time favorites here? It's a reunion of sorts for the longtime listener. Let's start it off all the way from London, England. He is our resident Miami Dolphins fan here on this podcast as well. It's Handsome Hank. Hello, Hi, handsome. How are you? <laughs> Very well indeed. Thank you. It's so nice to see you guys. It feels like just a moment ago that we were all together last time, but it appears apparently that was like nine months ago. <laughs> it feels like yes, uh, just I'm... a moment ago when you were dumping a tub of razor sharp confetti on Dave's head <laughs> that stayed I would with love him for to two do weeks. That again. <laughs> I would love to have an excuse to do that again, money, yes. but I don't think there is. Like The reason that we dumped that on him, if you remember, was because Dave had successfully um, predicted the Steelers record that season. That may have been, I don't know, 2018 season, something. Like right. that, I don't think six it's happened seasons yet, in a so. row. I it was six seasons yeah, but, in a six, row. But that I was six it. seasons ago as well. Now, I mean, th this is not this is not recent history. Well, you know, you already mentioned him. We heard his voice. Let's uh, give him a proper hello. And of course, you listen to him. One half of uh, the greatest radio show in all the land, Petros and Money, track it down on iHeartRadio. He also serves as the radio voice of the Los Angeles Chargers. It's Matt Money Smith, what's the poop, fella? Oh, it is. Uh, it is good to have the band back together. I feel like we got uh, we got Donald Duck Dunn, and we got Matt Guitar Murphy, and we got Mister uh, Fabulous up here. It is. Uh, it is exciting. I, I know social media has demanded a reunion, and I am. I am happy that we have finally managed to get it. You know, I'm sorry that we interrupted Eddie's art collection of Pearl Jam posters uh, <laughs> to get the four of us together. But thankfully, we, we finally made it happen. 
Oh, four to 12 minutes from now, he'll uh, he'll be focusing surfing on eBay and otherwise <laughs> looking for the latest uh, Pearl Jam yeah. uh, concert posters. All right, listen, we have a lot to keep. It's about a lot to catch up on. Um, I hope you guys are, have been well. Um, and uh, perhaps, listen, let's see how things go here. And uh, and maybe we can do it again later. But um, let's start off. It's been a while since the four of us have been together and kibitzing. So let's start with a nice little training wheels type question this one came from a little four-year-old girly at the house last night and i'll pass it on to you we play a game at dinner we say one good question for all to answer and so everybody has to come up with one usually you know deep existential kind of questions are the order and uh, this is the one that sissy girl had and i throw it to you now would you rather have to walk through wolves so let's say it's like two dozen wolves in a confined right. space. Walk mm-hmm. through them. Or try to hang on to the feet of butterflies to fly, which I I vetted with her and interpreted this to mean that like you take a helicopter, let's say a quarter of a mile into the sky, and then you get out of the helicopter and try to hold on to the butterfly's feet. And if they can't hold you, then you plummet to your death. Just which one would you butterfly? Rather just I don't. I, I'm gonna say, let's say, let's say it's a, hundred, a, hundred it's a gang. Let's say it's a gang. A gang of butterflies. Um, okay. Mm. Mm. I think the butterflies would be more fun, personally. I mean, I realize that both you could come to a sticky end, but um, but I think I would enjoy the butter the process of the butter failing to um to to be lifted up by butterflies, and I would um the wolves just hacking at my legs and and body parts. Okay, you're, so I'm going you're on the right track of that the on. spirit. The yeah, spirit, the spirit of, is, of the question is, I think you've gotten you that right. Money. The last three minutes of your life. Right. I well, think that's. I think that's right. I think uh, I think my delusions of grandeur regarding my f- physical prowess would send me into the pack of wolves and thinking that somehow, you know, physically I could overpower them, that maybe I just figure out quickly, I, I identify which one is the alpha, and then I choke the goddamn life out of them immediately, scaring all of the other wolves and thereby just casually walk my way to safety right. instead of being, you know, basically guaranteed death. Right. I mean, I think it's just, you know, the, the butterflies are guaranteed death instead of, you know, instead of 100, maybe if it's 100,000, then it's like, OK, is there a way for me to fashion some sort of contraption to, to hang on to these? And, and boy, what a what an experience that would be, huh? Because they are kind. A butterfly harness. Yeah. A butterfly you know. harness. Exactly. But otherwise, I think I'll. I'll Are they kind? I, I I like where you went with that until the very yeah. end there when you suggested that butterflies are imbued with kindness as a as yeah, a group. I don't know about that. Well, I think first of all, money hits on the on the interesting point here. And my answer ultimately was I'm gonna take the wolves, but really what you're what you're what you're debating is certain death from the sky. You're gonna plummet to your to your demise. Rather or quickly. are you gonna roll the dice? Right. You're definitely dying. If you go out of the play, you're not going to be able to hang on to the butterflies and, and survive. So that's, I that. mean, that's a huge assumption. Or, How do you know, Dave? Right. I, well, mean, I guess like, I've I, tried I, it, but I'm, I'm guessing. Is, I'm a, a, a man of Eddie Spaghetti's carriage is doomed. Like he would, he well, would, sure. uh, no way that's especially if he's wearing his waist vest. Um, <laughs> but, but the, um, but you know, you need to, you need to, 
you need to hold on to those butterflies' feet with with faith, and that's really what right. it comes down to that's is a is is a is the is the belief in the butterflies and their kindness. And I completely disagree with you that they are imbued with anything other than than kindness and gentleness. They want to save your lives. The wolves. Uh, are ravenous they they're going to fall upon you and and eat you and lick your bones clean i mean there, there is the butterflies don't want to hurt you the wolves all they want to do they haven't eaten in days all they want to do is 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 destroy you well yeah. i i mean listen i've i've that's, listed that's a great it point it's a great I, a great observation Thanks, when man. i rank the ways i wouldn't want to leave the planet earth getting chewed apart by beasts would be at or at the would be near or at the very top of the list yeah. that'd be the worst way to go out but you're rolling the dice like maybe i can get through there but the risk is that you're going to be you're you're, you're going to be destroyed in the in the most uh you know grotesque fashion possible so it's interesting although why I, it's funny you say that I, I'm stuck on this butterflies are nice jazz. What have they ever done for anybody? All they are is lovely. You're just assuming because see, it goes to show it's that old thing about like if you're handsome, life is easier right. for you. Um, which handsome and I can both <laughs> attest that it that it sometimes is, but it's you know, it, it doesn't come without its uh its issues too. People get resentful of our good looks and everything, but but and also. What is butter? I wonder where that butter part came from, the fly. There's nothing really buttery huh. uh, as far as that. But, I, I mean, I, I reject yeah. the notion that they're, that they're a, a decent, like that they're a high-character species on the planet Earth. Like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, they're, 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 they're gentle, looking to take care right? of you, they're, are you, they? You what hold, are they? Why? You hold your hand out, and a monarch butterfly oftentimes will land right there and just peacefully plant itself and slowly flap its wings as you study it and you have that, that connection with nature before it just floats away it's you know it's it's peaceful the wolves are not peaceful wolves are not the wolves peaceful. want to they want to tear you to bits you know and it's uh i think it's an interesting it's an it's an interesting query posed by your daughter and as someone who today is is going by the uh the moniker lazarus of bethany you would think that i would have more faith that one of god's creations like the butterfly uh, imbued with peacefulness and benevolence would in fact float me to safety but alas, uh, my secular position on most things uh, comes through in the answering of a four-year-old's question. Now I'm going to fight my way through the wolves. I'm going to use these two things I right think here. You guys, I think you guys, <laughs> I think what, what we need to know is if there are any grifters out there um, who are, you know, who are based on their looks and trying to seduce uh, wealthy older men like the two of you, you guys have presented yourselves as clear marks for those kind of women out there. Certainly. You know? Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, because of you're swooning. Oh, whatever you want, butterfly. Like why? Because it's I got some nice colors. So you don't know anything about that personality. You're just reacting to its <laughs> physical appeal. Now, a deeper soul than I see inner you, beauty. I see inner beauty. How do you not know that the? Uh, are you someone that is just scared away by a, by a gruff presentation? By someone that puffs out their chest and gets in your face and it's like, hey, you got an effing problem, man? And you're like, no, dude, I ain't got no problem. Not challenging their physical prowess because maybe those wolves will back down but money the question you asked like are you scared yes dave is scared <laughs> of that yeah, and, would... and wants no part of it like that you, you asked it and you answered it but dave if you want to see the inner beauty of those wolves you actually get will get an opportunity to see it from the inside as they swallow you whole. <laughs> so, so the good news is you'll be able to see their inner beauty it'll be maybe the last thing you see 
my mutilated left eyeball will take a tour around <laughs> their right. innards and, exactly. and that'll be the last thing. Your, hey, your, do you guys remember? <laughs> do you guys remember um uh, a young fella um who used to oversee the recording of the podcast and he's an aspiring broadcaster himself, all the way from Staten Island, New York. It's Eddie Spaghetti, and it's time for him to weigh in on this query. How say you, Eddie Spaghetti? Say hello to the fellas. You remember Money and Handsome? Uh, sort of. Sort of. It's ringing a bell. Yeah. How could he, how could he forget? Um, the answer is wolves. I, I, I hike quite a bit, and I would just assume that I've been in the presence of dangerous animals before. I think I would skate by. The animals, you know, there's a common thing, about, especially in the state of California, like with bears, with black bears, they encounter humans a ton. Mm-hmm. And not all of them attack. So I think wolves, I think you could, I think you could be okay. Yeah, but you uh, see what the, what, what Dave, I mean, and this is why the question is so incredibly clever from Dave's four-year-old is that we're talking about a pack of wolves and, and what we know about, you know, bears and wolves, you have the, you meet the individual bear and the individual bear is going to be influenced by itself and by itself only. But when you meet the wolves and there are a bunch of them, I think Dave, you mentioned the number 24 wolves in a confined space. They, mm-hmm. they start showing off to each other. It's kind of like, you know, I've got three kids at home and, you know, one of them acting up by itself. Fine. I can I can settle that thing down. But when there are three, I'm outnumbered and eventually will be will be eaten alive. And I think the same thing is going to happen here. You've got a couple of wolves who are showing off and they're like, oh, he, oh, he looks tasty. It's Eddie. Uh, you know, th- there's a lot of meat on that bone. <laughs> let's let's go. And then the other wolves will be like, oh, well, Steve says it's okay. And then they, you know, like it just, I feel like it's going to spiral and they're all trying to prove something to each other. Again, I mean, though, yeah, you're great. That all, that all, that all hinges on, on the evil soul that you uh, allege they have, but maybe they want to outdo each other with their humanity. Maybe one wolf wants to show like, look how decent I can be to this pathetic well, loser. You know, I'm hey, not going to uh, eat that wolf too long. easy. Hey Dave, can I ask a question at this point? You, you can. How long did you kick this around at the dinner table? <laughs> <laughs> we had to hit the pause. We said, like, let, you know what? This is getting too heated. Let's yeah. all Let's sleep this on it. Right. <laughs> do, it again. We'll do it again tomorrow. Monday night, yeah. we'll figure this out. Let's pardon the pun. Let's um, table that one. <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of the Wolfpack, I told you Pitt uh, would uh, do well down there. Eddie Spaghetti even better with his weekend picks. He went uh, two for three last weekend. Hench, I think, went three for three. So good for him oh. with his inaugural run there. And uh, like I say, we'll get to those next uh, uh, with our second show of the week. Um, but, uh, you know, now that we're into the realm of sports ever so gently, let's talk about it. The big news um, to kick the sports weekend off. J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. Pat on the back to all the uh, the football insiders um, who combined to suggest <laughs> that it might be the Cardinals. 0.0% of the time, it was the Bills, it was the Browns, it was the Steelers, it was the Packers. It was uh, pretty much 31 teams, the one that wasn't mentioned, the Cardinals. And now it is, does this make any difference to you, Matt Money Smith, in, uh, in what might go down in the NFC West or the NFC at large in 2021? Well, if it if it signals um, a different level of commitment to the defense, then, yeah, I think it could because, you know, kind of we had heard going into the offseason that, that Chandler Jones could be a surprise cut. But I would assume if you're if you're signing J.J. Watt, you're not going to sign J.J. Watt to replace Chandler Jones. That's just that's lunacy. I, I would assume you're trying to craft uh, a pass rush to, to help elevate you 
uh, defensively in, in that conference that has, you know, three pretty darn good offenses that you're going to face between Kyle Shanahan's, you know, spread out, whatever you want to call it, you know, wide zone, uh, stretch zone. And of course, Russell Wilson and, and Sean McVay's brilliant. So if it means that Chandler Jones stays and Pat Peterson stays and Buda Baker stays and they keep that defense intact, then yeah, I think, I think it can have, have an impact. I, I, I am, I am not a belief, the belief that JJ Watt is still an elite defensive lineman, but I think he's still a pretty darn good one. And especially when you pair him with someone like Jones, I, I think that can definitely help uh, help a, a defense out. Yeah, you would think so. They were they were not exactly junk, but they lost Chandler Jones for fairly early on. It is kind of weird that Cliff Kingsbury talk about universal opinions. Everybody's decided he's a terrible coach, but he's. I feel like people have decided this. Uh, kind of had had weighed in on this before he even got the gig in Arizona. People said that uh, it wasn't going to work out. I don't think that the returns have been as bad as people seem to to uh, suggest. Like you say, though, money, the NFC West is already shaping up to be a nightmare. I don't know that the Rams aren't the best team once you plug Matt Stafford into there. But handsome, the first thing Cliff Kingsbury did was deal away the first round pick that they had on the roster so that they could use the first overall to get Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen went uh, went, went east, as you know, and that brings us to Tua with the Miami Dolphins. That's your favorite team, handsome. Are you are, are you interested to see Brian Flores and company do the same thing that Cliff Kingsbury did? And would you like to see them deal away too and to say, get to Sean Watson or otherwise? I would not. I think on on balance, I do not want them to to do that because I think you have to give up a lot more than Tua to do it. And the Dolphins have a lot of holes um, across the board. I, you know, the Tua. I don't know why the the backlash against Tua so early in his career. He played nine games. I think you know about six of the nine games he played above average, and about three of them he you know he he underperformed. But he was doing it with by the end of the season. I mean, a bunch of guys. A couple of them were starting at wide receiver, and they played quarterback in the SEC the year before alongside him. So it it, it seems strange that people would say without a running game without decent receivers, with an offensive line that was just gelling with a bunch of young players on it, they're like, okay, we've made our decision on tour. And I realize, you know, things move a little faster in the NFL than they used to when players had, you know, quarterbacks especially had three or four years to develop. But no, I, I definitely would rather they held on to the picks that they have. They have a couple in the first and second round this year in the draft. Give him some weapons, both at running back and at receiver. And then, you know, evaluate him over the course of, of the next season as well, especially given that he'll have this offseason without having to rehab the hit that he spent all of last offseason doing, learning the offense with a team and, and, and you know, really have a, have a chance to, to prove what he can do. I'm definitely not ready to move on. Well, I'm inclined to agree with you. And I, the reason why um, Tua is kind of people are, are lukewarm on him at this point is, of course, Justin Herbert and what he did and the fact that the Chargers. Exactly. Maybe, probably, I don't know. I forget even where we left off on this one money um, last spring before the draft, but I think that they would have taken Tua over Herbert. <clears throat> yeah, I think they would have. I think um, they had course, Tua ranked but, higher. Um, and, and, and I assume that uh, it's owed to that. I mean, the guy coming off the hip injury, it, it is funny how quickly people move on to what was to what is. But, like, you know, when Tua hurt his hip against LSU – we didn't know if he was going to have a career period. And then less than a year later, he's taken uh, starting snaps in pro football. 
And uh, people are like, he, why isn't he awesome? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's that's something to do with the residuals of, uh, of the devastating hip injury. And maybe the second year back from that, he'll be better. But that brings me to this, fellas. And, and the fact as well, Dave, that he was, play, you know, in Alabama, he probably had a better supporting cast than he did in Miami last season. I think that it's hard, it's hard to ignore that, that there are, there are three first round receivers on that, or four first round receivers potentially on that Alabama roster that he definitely does not have with the Miami Dolphins. Always a mystery. Who is the who is the driver and who is the passenger on uh, college football powerhouses as they um, go into the draft there? We're not going to do a deep dive today on Mac Jones. Um, I do think Mac Jones has a decent chance of landing in New England. And even if he does, what I think is crazy is talk about how things move fast in pro football. Bill Belichick was the greatest coach in the history of people as of 12 months ago, six months ago, even. And now if things break a certain way, that's a last place team for the next couple of years in the AFC East. If especially Deshaun Watson lands up in New York, and even if he doesn't, they're going to get a QB to take over. I wouldn't be surprised to see them turn out crummy like for a couple of years here. But let's just do this since we each have our rooting. Just hold on, real, I do want to say this real quick, Dave, on the Tua thing. I think I, I think you have to operate that question in that vacuum. Right. It's not like they're saying get rid of Tua. I think it's in the Deshaun Watson vacuum. And to me, it does make sense. I mean, it's not Deshaun Watson's not 30. Deshaun Watson is 25 and has proven he's one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you're just talking about giving up Tua and I know, you know, DJ was the first one that did this exercise that, that I think makes sense. And I'm sure others have. But name their first round picks. Don't say, I don't want to give up the draft picks. So if you have to give up four, you give up Igbenogany, Austin Jackson, Tua and Christian Wilkins. Would you trade those four guys for Deshaun Watson? Of course you would. You would do it in the blink of an eye and you would still have, you know, some draft equity because they they've moved so much, you know, they've, they've amassed so much draft capital and have proven, you know, based on the no name defense that they can get players that aren't, first rounders or, or, you know, or big name free agents to perform at a pretty darn good level uh, under Brian Flores and his staff. So to me, I think it's just, it's limited to that one conversation. If you are, you're not going to move on from Tua, but would you trade him in a, in a collection of picks for, for Deshaun Watson? And to me, in that, in that exclusive conversation, it makes sense outside of that conversation. I don't think it does. Right. But it that depends, conversation it depends goes how literally. Go ahead, Anthony. I was going to say, sorry, Dave. I was gonna, the, the conversation goes a bit broader when you have a GM and a coach that have seemed to be in lockstep in terms of this is how we're going to rebuild this roster and this is the process we're going through. And obviously, like, no one expected Deshaun Watson to suddenly potentially, right. and I'm not even sure he necessarily is available for trade. But it does kind of blow up like, oh, well, actually, all the stuff we did over the previous two years, almost three or three off seasons now is kind of thrown out because we got this one shot to, to upgrade the quarterback position that we thought we'd already done a year ago. I'd love to know. And I've believe me, I've sent text messages and otherwise, and uh, the aforementioned DJ slash Daniel Jeremiah, um, perhaps the authority, the, the leading authority about all things draft related, um, the guy to be following this time of the year. But I wonder with that number two pick uh, and Joe Douglas up there at, with, with the Jets, I want because I don't think I think they're the Texans are 
tracking to shoot themselves in the foot. Like, we're not going to let Deshaun go. And they're going to operate their draft as is. And they're going to go through it. And on the assumption, Watson's going to be back. And we're going to find you. You understand? And Watson's going to be like, all right, I'm going to sit out the whole season. It's going to be a bad look for the organization. When a guy who does, by the way, does so much in the community of Houston, um, and, and you're finding me and all that kind of stuff, that'll only add to, um, to the mess there. Um, I wonder if a guy like Joe Douglas is able to indicate the Easterby and company, the Casario and the brain trust down there in Houston, like we're going to take, just let us, what QB, let's just say that it gets to August and Watson still hasn't shown up. Which of the QBs in the, in the draft appeal to you the most? Cause I think that the Texans are going to hold on to him until it's too late and realize, all right, now we got to get rid of this guy. The season's here now. And they're going to try to flip him late. And I wonder who's going to have the assets to make that deal in August. Cause I don't think it happens pre-draft. I think, like I say, the Texans are going to shoot themselves in the foot and hold on to him for too long. But I wonder if they like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or otherwise, well, I, that's where it goes. Cause it, I, I think mean, you the could pandemic, go Panthers. I think Dave, sorry to interrupt. I think the pandemic is what throws a wrench into that, right? Because you can't, you can't put a complete evaluation on the player. It's just too hard, right? To get him into your facility, to get to have the actual your medical team get their hands on him and make you know, especially in the case of Zach Wilson, because you know he had, did have some injury issues and he's not the biggest guy. So I would assume if that's your guy, and and I think it seems now growing consensus he's the number two dude uh, ahead of Fields, ahead of Lance, ahead of Mac Jones, right behind Trevor Lawrence. But because of his build, because of his injury history. You just it, it really hurts, you know, the potential for that deal to be made. And I think if you're Joe Douglas, OK, well, what if what Deshaun then does show up and you didn't draft your guy? You know what I mean? So exactly. I, I think they, they they'll end up taking they're going to take either Zach Wilson, number two, or they're going to trade it, I would assume, um, to the Texans. So that's the trick, though, you know, because to me, that's the only deal that works unless. You know, Carolina's on the clock and Justin Fields is there and that's their guy or Trey Lance is there and that becomes there, which I can't imagine. I, I would assume it's one of those three. Right. It's either it's either Fields, you know, Wilson or Fields or Wilson. And, you know, that's and I think if you, the longer you wait, I, you know, the closer you get to the draft, the more like, you know, today, the day we're doing this, you know, what's the leak? Well, he's really pissed now. He's pissed he's still there. And it's like, well, that, that's whatever, you know, but they're still leaking that stuff. And it's only going to get worse and inflame more and more before the draft comes because they know that's their best opportunity because you can't trade Deshaun Watson without getting a quarterback back. And I think that's why Miami and, and the Jets are the only two that make sense. Well, I, I Carolina makes some sense, too. I could see um, at eight. um that that uh, that could appeal to the Texans that they're still going to be one of those um, young guns there. If you like, say Trey right. Lance as or Justin Fields, yeah. I think they're probably there at eight too. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the move. The, the, as we've covered now for two months, these these uh, the people in Pittsburgh are like, Dave, why don't they go get uh, Dave? They should go get the Sean <laughs> Watson, dude. They go yeah, win they the should. Super Bowl. Like, yeah, the twenty fourth pick is not enough. That uh, that yeah, that does not, not do replace what they need. You could give them anything else. What they need is a story to sell to potential ticket buyers in Houston, which is. I know we lost to Sean and JJ's gone and the new Hopkins thing didn't work out, but we got Justin Fields. And if <laughs> Mac Jones or Kyle Trask happens to be there at 24 to draft, that is not sufficient for the fan base. Like, okay, I'm 
Oh, you know what? I'm re-upping my season tickets. I think that's a legitimate consideration. Okay, one more football thing, because we have our rooting interests, and each uh, represents uh, a a compelling division as we sit here now in the the month of March. Which team, we can do it for just 2021, but if we want to have a little more fun and extend it into the next couple of years, which team that we respectively root for is best positioned here? My Steelers, Handsome Spins, Money's uh, Chargers, Spaghetti's Gents. I'll start with you, Money. Well, um, boy, I, I think I think I probably have to argue Hank, just because. Mm. Well, no, you know, I think I'm going to argue Eddie, just because that yeah. division is so wide. Man, but then I look at the Cowboys, and if they could, it's just so hard for me to process that that roster is not better than than it is and I know Dak got hurt and that of course you know kind of threw everything out the window but man that's um I'd like to take my chargers I do think they're going to be really good Uh, I think Brandon Staley is going to be able to overhaul that defense and it's going to be an elite unit um love Herbert in the second year because you know you know so here's here's the case how about this I'll make the case for the chargers of those four teams I feel like the chargers have the most elite players if they're healthy Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Keenan Allen, you know, so I'll I'll make the case for the Chargers that it comes down to talent. And and man, uh, everything I hear from inside that building about Staley and his staff, they are, I mean, they are gangbusters excited about this guy and about the people that have come in and and what they're doing. So I'll make the case that it's just based on talent. Yeah, the Chiefs are, are, are freaking pretty tough to overcome, but they got some you know, they got some bills coming due salary cap wise, and they've never been dominant defensively. So, yeah, I'll, I'll make the case the Chargers, you know, with with those names I just listed and they got money to spend. So they got to spend money on the offensive line and coaching has to be as advertised. I think that the Chiefs may, you know, Mahomes may appear in three more Super Bowls, five more Super Bowls, one more over the course of his career. I think his best chance to win a second one, not to say he won't ever get a second or a third or whatever. I think the the second best team he'll ever be on is the one he just played on. It's going to get more and more difficult with, with the right. cap hit that it, it, it's, a, it's about to become. I the Again, I don't have to tell Handsome Hank this. I don't have to tell anybody who's followed football for any stretch of time, but did Dan Marino fans, it's, it, it's, it's lame at this point to even throw out, but... He, who would have thought at the after his second season that that was it for Dan Marino? Right. And um, I absolutely could see that being the case for Mahomes. Like, oh, but he's so good. You know who else was great like that? Aaron Rodgers was great on that level. Dan Marino was great on that level. And look at their combined Super Bowl appearances. It's not to say Mahomes can't do it, but Vegas, interesting at least as the as constituted. If the Broncos, what if they get Deshaun Watson? I mean, if if that happens or they get, uh, there are a number of other good QBs out there, then all of a sudden, I, one thing I can assure you with the Chargers just by, by themselves, the Chiefs are not going to be the number one seed. I'm t- right here and now. Hear me now. Believe me later. The Chiefs ain't the number one seed in the AFC at the end of uh, of the football season, 11 months from now. Just the, the Chargers are going to be for real. At some point, the sports gods got to let up on the on the neck yeah. of the poor Chargers. And also, what if they get Kyle Pitts, too? That's just an, a, a one to throw out there. I know that they're going to look at the line. Um, I love those. I, I, I really like where the Chargers. 
Right. You know, right. Get, get exactly another weapon right. for Herbert to, to add to that to that crew. Absolutely. If it if it breaks, I think that's that a way. terrifying team gathering there. But I think that. they have the it, toughest it, path. Uh, you know, I think I think of our four teams. It. I think they have the toughest path, which is why it makes it so interesting. It looked like they have the best roster, but it looks like the hardest road for them to because you got to win. I don't know. Game. Well, you know? I, they all well, everybody's got a tough road. Actually, Look Tampa, Dolphins, Tampa just proved they don't handsome. have to. Yeah. Handsome. Well, I mean, it's, I, I it's, would... it's, it's, it's a funny thing. It's not a coincidence. It feels ironic. Um, it, it, it's uh, I don't even know the word for it, but uh, iron. Wait, wait, iron forges iron. Is that the thing that they say? Whatever it is, it's it's not a coincidence that the teams that go to the Super Bowl are in the toughest divisions. There's right. something to be said for that. Yeah. Handsome. Yeah. Go ahead about the Dolphins with the Bills and the Jets and the Patriots. I would first of all, I would agree with money. I think that that's the most talented roster of the four. But I think that the wow, whoa, that's, that's so too much. Um, that, but but I think that it. But they they have a, a a rough task with the Chiefs in the division. I think Dave, I agree with you that the Chiefs will not be the number one seed next year. But I think the number one seed resides in the AFC in the AFC East, and I think that's the Buffalo Bills. And I think they are going to continue to improve, and it suddenly become, you know, because of of their prowess over the last sort of year or season season and a half let's say it's become a destination for free agents the very fact that people are talking about i would like to go to buffalo to to try to to win a super bowl is you know doesn't sound very likely or certainly isn't something that we've heard for a while i think the bills are going to be an exceptional team and i think everyone else in the afc east is really playing for second place the good the good news is i don't think the patriots are going to be very good and i think the jets are, are probably at least one season maybe two away from being able to challenge as well so then it comes back to can the Dolphins find a way into into a, one of those three wildcard berths and and uh, and make some noise in the in the postseason that way. I guess it a real I, I, to boil it all down. It really does come down to to Tua. If Tua turns the corner and becomes anything close to what he was expected to be, then they, then then they're going to be uh, competitive in that division. And the Patriots are a funny X factor too. And who my my favorite thing is just is going to be to watch. I thought that this past season was going to be fun to watch Brady v. Belichick and all that. What, who chooses if given two options anywhere in pro football? Like I could go to L.A. or I could go play for Bill Belichick and get yelled at. And there's not a Lombardi waiting for me for, for all the effort. It's going to be really fun to watch to see if anybody hey, you goes know what, there. Though, just- one one little sidetrack because you you said it earlier and then you just said it there again. <clears throat> like Belichick has obviously been considered the the best coach in the sport for a long time. That's a great hat, money. Yeah, I um, and but all of the greatest coaches of all time that people have thought at that time are the greatest coach. They've all had some rough times along the way. Belichick was really the only one of them that hadn't had that during the career during the piece of his career that everyone thought was the best. Right? You know, Shula had some terrible seasons even with Dan Marino as his quarterback. Chuck Knoll had some had had some bad times at the end of his career. Tom Landry had some rough times at the end of his career. Like all of the guys that you might have been putting in that list, Lombardi with the with with Washington, Washington yeah. all all of those all of those teams that you might have put or coaches that you might have put in that list, all had to suffer through some bad times. It just wasn't all like roses and, and rings for for those coaches. And I think Belichick's going through that now. But your point is the right one, right? If he has what what's the What's the timetable? How long does he have to be bad for before we you can He's actually an old man. have the conversation that you're trying to have? 
Right, but they were all old men and they all had the, right. the bad parts of their career at the end when they were old men, when they maybe had taken on rightly at the time too much responsibility for recruiting players, you know, bring them in as well as coaching the team. I think if Belichick said, you know what, I need to hand off that stuff, A, I don't have to take the brain the blame for all the bad draft picks that have come in the building um over the last few years and then just focused on coaching maybe he can get them back to but does he you know does he at this stage of his career does he want to do that um I, i'll tell you the bottom line well that's that's an interesting where that team's going to slot going forward in the short term um this Dolphin. i mean if the jets could get deshaun watson i mean what what a what a funny i don't want that to happen please no well, no, of course you wouldn't. And then uh, speaking of New York, let's go to Eddie Spaghetti here now. The gents. We don't need to spend a ton of time because uh, Spaghetti has made his case for Danny Dimes. He likes him okay. What is that? What? what do you mean what? Yeah, I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to – Let me, let me, let me pick first. I'll, if I was going to pick, I'd pick Money's Chargers. I think everything Money said is, is accurate. I think they're Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, hold make on. Hold on. For I'll make come a case on, for your Giants. Come on, Eddie. Wait, wait, wait. Shouldn't it come, though – in the form of a question posed on the fan radio. Shouldn't Eddie Spaghetti oh. be hosting his Staten Island based radio show mm. and get well, a call not. right now? Here we go. Here we can do that. <clears throat> All right. Back in the fan, Eddie Spaghetti here. Uh, 866-6666. Is that the number? I don't even know. Something like that. Uh, we got uh, Lazarus of Bethany on the line. Uh, Lazarus, what, uh, what's your question? Listen, my mother calls me Lazarus. Call me Lazzy, all right? Yes, I appreciate it. All right, here's what I want to know. Me and my pals, we was drinking down at the bar the other day, and they says to me, uh, the Giants could win the NFC East. I says, no way. They says, wait. I says, no way. And they says, put it to ES. See what old Spags has to say about it. So I bring it to you. Do they have the ammo? Because I this is what I brought up, right? I said, you know, that, that guy down in Dallas, the Green Bay guy, the portly guy that's all round, it looks like he's been eating all you know year off. Uh, I said, he's got the best roster, but he can't coach his way out of a bag that Aaron Rodgers saved his life and career, and that's why he's making that money. But they said that's the best roster. What do you got for me, Spaz? Go ahead. I want to hear what you got to say. Go. What do you got? Uh, great question there, Lazzie. I appreciate you calling in the show. Um, my answer would be right now the Giants – Pre-draft, pre-free agency, I would say they're two wins better right now than they were last year. Six-win team last year. I would say eight and eight right now is is fair just because you're getting back. Saquon, it's year two in this offense with Dimes and Garrett, uh, despite your thoughts on Garrett. I mean, I know he was pretty miserable last year, but still, it's he, you want stability. He's a bum. Uh, he he definitely is, but they. But he, if he's definitely a bum, then why is he employed? Because I think I think it is they have enough on offense. They will have enough on offense. I, I, so it's I good enough to just hey they can they overcome. It. We're gonna keep cutting them a check because the offense can overcome <laughs> the limitation he puts on. Fire that guy. That stuff might fly in Denver. It doesn't fly in New York. Not in a big town for big blue. No. I if they had a third offensive coordinator in, in Dimes' third season, I think that's more of an issue than just keeping Garrett for a second year in a row, especially getting back Saquon and plus if they take, let's say eight and eight. Smith they're going to sweep the birds. Yeah, they're going to sweep Washington. Yep, and they're going to and they're going to at least split with the Cowboys. How's that add up to eight and eight? 
I think that's, I think right now eight and eight's fair. I think post draft, post range, I would say you could you could increase that. I just think right now in terms of health, get it. They didn't have let's say Xavier McKinney for part of last season. The offensive line was jumbling around. No Saquon. I think that you know next they're year jumbling around with they have, they're, they have, no, they're, they're, they're right. No, they're, <laughs> I don't know if I'm in radio form or answering Dave's question. I think best position my answer. Who's right Dave? Now, Who's right right now? It's Lazzy's question, all right? Giants That's whose question it is. <laughs> That's my answer. Right now, the Giants, are at, they're not the best in the, out of these four teams. They're, they're trending upwards. I, by the way, I don't, know if, I don't know if this came up on, you know, before we went our separate ways, but um, for whatever reason, through the pandemic, I found myself um, listening to a lot of Mad Dog. Um, hmm. And I just, I became fascinated with him. Uh, obsessed to some degree. You, we, we have a, uh, I mean, he's much closer with you than, than with me, but you know, it was very Jimmy Kimmel-esque where he becomes so obsessed with something that he would just get consumed by this thing. And that's what happened to me with the mad dog. And I found myself just walking around doing mad dog impressions <laughs> over and just a little, and one of, and I did it right there in the call. One of my favorite things that gets me so excited and entertains me is how he engages the caller. So he would go, all right, here we go. We're going to go out to uh, Al, Al in White Plains. Al's calling about him. Let's see what they're going to do this year. All right, Al, you got an opinion on that. I want to hear what you got to say. Go ahead, Al. Give me your opinion on that. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and, and every single follow-up when he interviews someone is the exact same. Like if you, uh, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network with us now. Daniel, uh, he's the, the draft guy, and he's got all the insights so uh, here we go, Daniel. Uh, give us our number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. Is he as good as, uh, let's say, Phil Simms? Trevor Lawrence is good as Phil Simms. I want to hear your opinion on that. Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> wow, that's that's a pretty good one there, Money, for Accurate. a Chicago kid. That, that's a spectacular impression. All right, well, Lazzie, say hi, say hi to your mom, and uh, I will tackle the AFC North very quickly. I, I mean, I guess, I guess this exercise now, fifteen minutes in of evaluating these teams, is premature because we don't know where Russell Wilson's going to wind up, right. and Drew Brees and Jameis and everything else. Um, I will say though, uh, you know, as it pertains, I guess, sort of the Pittsburgh and the hand wringing about Roethlisberger, and the question is that kind of does bring it on home if. Roethlisberger wanted to keep playing, but the Steelers released him. What team would want him? And a lot of people say, I think zero. I think you could probably come up with one or three teams that would be interested. Say, same drill for Drew Brees. Is there anybody who would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah get get that guy. That guy he's not, no, I think he no, literally would not, not would not find a home. No one. No chance. Right? No, no chance. One. He's, he's I, I think, two years I, ahead of Ben in terms right. of things breaking down. I think Ben has a much better chance of finding considerably better chance of finding a home than Drew. I, I don't think it, I, I mean, as it is in Pittsburgh and they're going to take some, uh, they're going to have to be some cuts in, in all likelihood. It's a, it's a virtual certainty, obviously the Juju and Bud Dupree aren't going to be back, but beyond that, there's going to be some losses, but I guess I, I am not as sold as, as a, for instance, the Chargers having to play, the Chiefs loom scary. The Bills are scary. The Jets potentially could be really good. I mean, am I supposed to shudder all offseason about Baker Mayfield, who if you heat him up at all, crumbles? I know they have a great offensive line, but it's not like they're over the hump. They barely beat Mason Rudolph to get into the play. Barely beat, beat him by a two-point conversion. And, you know, the Ravens, I also still – What happened the next time they faced them, by the way? 
embarrassment, the greatest shame, the most embarrassing Steelers <laughs> loss I've ever seen. I want to make sure we get that in there. <laughs> I want to make sure we squeeze that in. Because even though they barely beat Mason Rudolph, I want to get to what happened when they got in. When Literally it really, ma- when it really mattered what happened. It, it it's it sort of falls into the same place as uh, the, the the third Indiana or the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Some yeah. things are just better to pretend never happened. You can't let you get bogged down and it'll ruin your life. Sure. If you try yeah, to just take over include that. If you try to include that in reality, it's it's not going to be any good. Here's another question for you. We who have some Kent Brown. Uh, before, before we go ahead. before we move on, like, how, can, can I get just a quick. So you're happy that Ben's back. Not happy, but in uh, in the uh, realm that is reality, that's the best they can do. There's not his cap hit is twenty ish million, and there is no workaround mm-hmm. for that. Yep. So, uh, you know, th- it would be great if they could get Watson. They can't get Watson. I thought Matthew Stafford was plausible. Um, you could kind of work the math on that. Now that hasn't happened. They're just not the, the, the idea of like they should trade up to get Trey Lance. They can't. The, the chronology of it upcoming wouldn't work out. They owe uh, him at the start of the new cal- at the uh, of the new league year. They have to pay Roethlisberger his chunk of loot. So once you get past that, um, they could still conceivably trade up to get Trey Lance. But then you're in a funny position of the, the idea mm-hmm. that they should cut Roethlisberger today to save that to save themselves money. But yeah, maybe then, that's not worthwhile. Plot, plot like, but then also we know we're going to be able to trade up. That that requires a lot of optimism that, oh yes, by uh, three months from now, we'll still have the path to move the assets that get us blank QB, if, whether it's Justin but, Fields or otherwise. I just don't think it's, uh, there is, a, and, and by the way, the thing that people keep missing is, they, they, but don't they need to move on and get the next guy? Right. They're not going to get anybody there's nobody to get. I think the guy who's gettable is Sam Darnold, imperfect though he may be. I think you could get a look at him this year. But and that's what I would just do. Not, like to me, that makes so much more yes, sense, Dave. Like I, get, get Jameis Winston on a one-year. Uh, I don't know. Roll the dice on Mitch Trubisky. Work on Dwayne Haskins. Like just I would figure out a way to get two or three guys in there because you know what? We how many times did we say it? Duck Hodges in this team went eight and eight with that defense. That's my the point. Defense, you can't they, tank. There's no tank that's available. That's what I'm saying. This, but with Ben, I, I still don't think the team is good enough to to that, win yeah. the AFC. So if and, and that's and all. That's the thing. Yeah. So if you're not going to no. win the AFC, then what's the point? Because you're in of the same boat. My point is, is that you're in the same boat a year from today. You're going to be doing the same calculations. Like, well, is Dwayne Haskins good enough? But now that's what I mean. If yeah. He unless survives you, to that point. But at least you would yeah, know. But you right? still have to figure that out next year. Exactly what money was about to say. You're still going to have to figure that out. I just think the the whole you know the, throughout the entirety of Ben Roethlisberger's career in Pittsburgh, expectation has been this is a team that's probably going to win the AFC North and probably going to go deep in the playoffs. And right. that, like, I, I think sitting there, Dave, much as you've you've been an optimist around the Steelers forever. I don't think I'm not, really, that's really, an outrageous thing to say. I mean, that, that suggests that I'm a blind eyed uh, Homer or something, which I am not. I'm very skeptical of their chances and I've picked against them many, many times. So shame on you. Yeah, but most that. of the time, most of the time when you picked against them, it's, it's so that you have something to hedge against the, your, your, oh, your heart. It. That's not true. That's, and a lie. But, and that's <laughs> fine. And that's fine. Oh, but look, Eddie's year, nodding in agreement. You see who, did you see who won the Super Bowl this year? The 43 year old man. Was he the reason they won the Super Bowl or was, was uh, the playoff run reason. more 
I the real big reason. reason. Yeah. Okay, 2015 Broncos. Yeah, it's, uh, the, there's recent history that suggests a tenured Hall of Fame bound QB who is just good enough can go deep in the playoffs. If the you difference in those two team. examples, though, Dave, is that they brought that championship culture to a team that had not experienced it before. Peyton Manning went to Denver. They already had all these fantastic players, especially on defense. And what did everybody say? Hey, when old Peyton Manning walked in the building, there was a different aura. It was a different feeling at practice, going against that guy every day. Like you said, iron sharpens iron. What did you hear in Tampa? That guy walked in the door, and we just felt like a championship culture arrived with him. Accountability went up. Ben's been there. You know, Ben, ben can't so do funny, that with you mean team. to say? You mean to say when Ben lumbers through the door at 280 pounds on July the 1st, and, <laughs> oh. and, and everyone's like, oh, look, here's Ben. He looks kind of hungover and, and like he's been eating well. Oh. You don't think that's going to inspire the right. team to uh... – He's, his left hand is scratching his belly and his right hand is exactly. scratching his beard. He's like, what have you guys been up to this past season? Huh? <laughs> he does the jersey up, too, the T-shirt up. Exactly. Right? He just, little bit of, he just, little bit of gut out of the bottom of the jersey. Yeah, he, he, missed buttons, he missed buttons. He missed buttons. He's like one button that's open. Who's that now? <laughs> um, oh. um, all right, listen. Sports uh, this past year, as if you watch the Golden Globes, you realize how important sports have been. And again, I point out what I've said a million times before. What do people do who don't watch sports? How do you fill all the hours of the day, especially in this past year? Thank goodness we've had them to look at. And if you watch the Golden Globes, you think most of you are like, I have no idea what 90% of these shows or movies are. Um, one show that has stood out of late, though. That is a very satisfying watch, and I'm not going to give all the the uh, credit um, to him for it. But Stanley Tucci is going around Italy, eating yeah. in all the towns. All what are they provinces in Italy? Um, nice. Going all over the place, and oh, I'm in one town from Rome. He's eating the pastas, and he's uh, oh, it's just a a delicious show. Um, and then I heard somebody say. You know what's one thing that's true is that everybody likes Italian food. Nobody doesn't like Italian food. First of all, is there anybody within this conversation that's meh on Italian food? I mean, I don't know how you could be. No, not money, money's why well, yeah. slightly built. I could see money being like, man, I don't know. I don't need it so much. Not possible. It's my favorite food. Okay. It is. Uh, okay. Having having lived in Italy, you know, for uh, for a portion of time, it is my I absolute favorite. I forgot about food. that. Yes. Um, let's tackle this win place show the nation. What nation has the best foods you got? And and the U S is a tough, which I can tell you which one doesn't, which I mean, I knew money. I knew this was coming. (laughs) I knew it was coming, but I mean, nor does America, right? America. What? America. No, 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 no. no. We're we're on the podium. My friend, America is absolutely on the podium. America. I'm pulling it. Here we go. Let's let we're let's on the podium. Cheese sure no, Let's make sure that we're being comprehensive. I want to be comprehensive. Spaghetti. Let's make sure that uh, we check every box here. Okay. America. You can dare you. You got like a. You got English food. You got English food. You got. Italian. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, put, I'm not trying to put the UK on. We the don't podium, need to talk about because Spanish I'm realistic. Food. Spanish food wouldn't rate. So like Spanish food is good. Spanish. I like paella. Why? I like. Wait, Spanish food might be on the what? podium. Is it going to be? Mean, Spanish uh, food is going to be. A, doesn't rate. It's the foundation for Mexican make, food. 
So you're going to make a case. You're going to try to argue. We're going to get deep in the weeds on Spanish food. I just think it's an odd one for you to pick. I think it's okay. I'm not picking. I'm just saying. I also I want to be comprehensive, but I also don't want to get bogged down. Well, here's what we should do, Dave. German food is very good. Dave, give us your win place and show. I'm not ready yet. I'm going through it. Come on. Then, then give it to us. Give it to Eastern us. European. That's not one nation, but wait, Middle Eastern again, regional. Yes. But I'm gonna uh, rather than than national, but still, because there are a lot of divisions here in LA. I didn't know the There's a lot of um, Israeli-owned Middle Eastern places, and then, mm-hmm. uh, but the it kind of lands on the same boat with the hummus and the pita and Mediterranean like, Greek Mediterranean. Exactly. I guess we can lump Greek. That's in how there. we should look at it. Okay, we'll do it. We'll look at that one that way. Then there's Chinese food. Then there's Japanese food, which I, sure. I think we can call sushi, but then also, you know, it's great to go with the hibachi and all that kind of stuff. Then there's Mexican food. We can go down to Brazilian if you like the, you know, when they shave the thing. It's good, but that's very particular. Have I gotten them all there, spaghetti? All the yeah, ones that would be considered in the nope, Greek? The you, we- you've missed a couple. You've missed Indian, a couple Indian that maybe podium. Indian food. Indian, Indian, Thai. Yes, Indian, Indian food is Indian definitely up there. Thai. Indian and Thai, Thai food would, would be would be Thai close food. to the podium for me. And I would argue mm-hmm. if you got yourself a sweet tooth, uh, not to mention, you know, the culinary arts, it's kind of hard to leave France out. Yeah, French. <laughs> I mean, kind, kind, yeah, kind of hard when it comes to the uh, the pastries and the desserts and the, uh, you know, the cordon bleu there. Does American mm-hmm. barbecue? Cordon bleu. Not, not doing well, American. that's what I would say. My case for America, much to Hank's chagrin. Who, you know, we we should just get a giant catapult with old glory painted on the side and launch your ass back to the UK as well. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, you make it okay. Go ahead and make your case for it. Here it is. Ready? That's not it. It's cheeseburgers, number one, which might be the best thing on this list of if you had one individual food, that might be the number one food that we agree upon is the one done thing right. we'd well, want to put in our belly. Right. No, done right. pizza yeah. would be but it. By 90% okay. of people that cook it, yeah. No, two, so carry on. Two, barbecue. Mm-hmm. American barbecue. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold, hold on a second. Yes. Totally right. You're saying that America owns cooking flesh over a fire. No, I'm that's, saying that that's America. I'm saying that American style barbecue, Kansas City style barbecue, the smoking process of Texas style barbecue, our particular method of barbecuing makes barbecue fall into that U.S. of A category. Who I mean, whom else would you give it to? Well, yeah, no, like, yeah, there- money's on. Handsome's just being difficult because you insulted his homeland. But um, what? But but of course you're right about, about my that. homeland. But in this in what this I conversation, think, I don't care about my homeland. What I would say is too, and we have to set aside I, I, the praise I always give the U.S. of A. culinary uh, in terms of its culinary offerings is that we are no worse than the second best makers of everything, and in some cases we we make. Our version of it, to my taste, is better than the original. People say I've never been to China and had authentic Chinese food there, but people say, "Oh, you you uh, you might like it, you might not, but it's nothing like what we consider to be Chinese food." So it's hard for me to, but so I'm to thinking the Americanized version of it. Um, but we're re- we're rejecting all of those. We're not talking about pizza and all that kind of stuff in the U.S. When we say uh, Italian, Italy gets. 
You're talking American fare. I've got two hands to eat with. In this hand, I have a cheeseburger. In this hand, I have a slab of ribs or brisket or tri-tip or something or pork shoulder. And that's those are the two things. If I'm going to grab two things from each of these nations to represent, right? If it's Italy, you got a delicious margarita pizza here, and you probably got some delicious arrabbiata pasta here. You know, whatever it may be, you take your two things, you know, for Hank and India, which I believe is what he's going to give the win because it is delicious if you get really good at Indian food. Yeah, it's whatever. It's it's yellow curry or whatever it may be. Those two things in America, it's hard to touch if I'm punching with those two. All right, handsome. I don't know if money just stole your thunder there and you're really hard I did, to go because I'm a jerk. That's why no, I, stole I wasn't, it. I wasn't, no, I wasn't going to go with, with, I mean, I'm going Italian one. Like I, I, I love Italian food. If you, if you say to me anywhere we are in the world, you know, we've done this, the, the four of us have done this. Yeah. We're in San Francisco and it's the Super Bowl. Hey guys, let's go get some dinner tonight. I'm probably going to say, is, does anyone know of a good Italian restaurant around here? Cause I don't, I don't think you can beat the best Italian food with the best of anything else so that would be that that gets a gold medal for me that's up at the top i think if you're asking for my whole podium yes i I'm am probably putting i'm probably putting indian second um uh, that uh, I, I love that food i think that's great i think you can probably overdo indian like you can any of these things i guess to some i extent. wonder if the um, i get we're just doing a straight ranking here but i wonder if we put stakes to it uh, in the sense that actual stakes well like you can have rare. italian the chop house. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, the, right. The, uh, the chop house is is interesting. Who would you attribute? Does the, the U.S. Chop make to? right? Does the U.S. get to claim that? Well, I can't think of it. No, I think like no, South America loves its steaks. Like, right, Argentina okay. would be like Argentina is the home of like we are going to grow beef in order to then cook it over a flame and that's why i think it's utterly ridiculous that money's uh, claiming barbecue for, I for am america barbecue. i know you are but i think it's utterly ridiculous i think you're well, you I have, think the answer, can i tell you something i think you're being a pretentious ass because you have no idea what argentinian steaks take like well have you, been down there? I've, I've, I've you know it. what i'm I've actually gonna it. i'm gonna take up for hank because yes the my dear friends from I argentina the Arquisas owned an argentine steakhouse and they are the greatest steaks i have ever consumed in it's my the life. best really? it's the best thing and yeah. I, by the way i've had you know a brazilian steakhouse which if you go to brazil and you you have the you know the same thing that they approximate here when the u.s is doing a second best version of it a brazilian steakhouse cooking that stuff for you again over an open fire with flesh is better than better than i've had it here which is why i'm making this argument i'm not doing it just to be a jerk but it but i'm coming across that way i went indian too i don't know the third one's difficult for me just say it come on i would I probably yeah, tie, but I but I could oh, probably tie. say USA. I mean, I love yeah, a, right. I love a cheeseburger. I love whatever. Right? Everybody does, but, but they're not always done very well. Like this is the problem, and this is the problem. And every, and every you've pizza you've ever eaten things. is great. Come on. Yeah, but an Italian pizza is is a lot better than the stuff you're peddling in Chicago. I wouldn't even call that a pizza. I, listen, I'm um, not peddling it. I'm peddling the um, whole country, my friend. The contiguous 48 plus two is what I'm peddling. <laughs> you know what he didn't even mention, okay, right? Okay, I'll give America a third place. I'll give America a third place. Even if we say you can't have Hawaiian, even if we say that. But then see, the thing about the U.S. Oh, that really makes it place. very difficult. What if we go, what if we go down uh, new orleans way what about the meal right. we yeah. me you and greg rosenthal had down there in nola fantastic uh, many moons ago one of the five greatest meals i've ever had handsome hank 
the charbroiled the oyster tank. Jay Z in there. Remember that? I do remember Jay Z um, coming through there. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, food time. Here's here's how I know you're lying because if I said to yourself, not to us, um, if I said in your wit, you get when you can have whenever you want your place food, you can have once every two weeks, and uh, your show you can have once every three months, and the rest you can never have again. You would not have Thai food in your top three. Yeah, but. Again, I, I, I've actually been watching a great food show, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, called Somebody Feed Phil. It's on Netflix. It's fantastic. Oh, I love um, it. And, and uh, Phil, one of the recent ones I watched was him in Bangkok. And I've been to Thailand a few times, and, and also Thai food you know, is available in, in the UK pretty broadly. There is a lot of you – know, people think about it as curry and rice, but there's so much other stuff in there. There's fantastic soup. There's amazing fruit, and there's the combination of like spicy and sweet, which is like a different taste. So I think the deeper you go into Thai, the more the more there is there than just you know what you what you may be thinking of as Thai. I'm still again I'm not saying it's necessarily on the That's, list, hey, but it's right it's it's right off. Well, you just said it's on your it's, list. Listen, what do you mean it's not here's, necessarily? Here's what I think that. is I said apparent. America gets third place. Here's here's oh, what's yeah. apparent, and I and I'm not saying this, uh, it, it, Hank. Even though you will you will take it as an attack, I am not <laughs> when, saying it. When you it. say this, as soon as you say here's that, here's what I will say. Here's an attack I've just come up with. Right. Here we go. <laughs> Hank is far more refined than we are. We would all agree That's upon true. that. His that is palate true. is more refined. His yeah. taste is a bit more pretentious. My yeah. view of the podium is I think you put it you framed it perfectly, Dave, which is I'm not going to eat top even we have a great I love Thai food. We I eat Thai regularly. I love Indian food. I eat it regularly. But I just Italian is gold. The U.S. is silver and Mexican is is bronze. Like it to me, there's no other answer to that question because that's like those three particular countries. And I could flip flop Mexico and the U.S. I'd probably put Mexican Mexican food, silver, U.S. Ah, but the cheeseburger. See what I mean? Like that's that's kind of where I come down on this. You know, I'm thinking in terms of everyday consuming food. If I had to, if I lived there and I didn't have, you know, and I and I was sheltered and I I lived in this in this tiny little area and it was all I had to consume, how would I feel about knowing what I know about the world? And that's the food that I am now stuck with for the rest of my life. I think those are the three that I would be most excited or at least the least worrisome about. Moving it's forward. kind of like when you think about it, the U S is kind of like the, the, the ultimate food court, you know, like it's got all, it's got everything. Like what, what, what are you in the mood for? We got it all. Just walk uh, to uh, storefronts down. We got you. You want some Cajun? Go ahead and get that. You want, you, you want uh, some crepes? We got that too. We got, and, and you'll never have more, worse than the second best in, on the entire big blue marble. That's a, that's a feather in our cap. Perhaps that's the greatest Look, if, feather if, that, that you've got. That, that in pro second best those are what our you two want? gifts to the world. If second best is what you want, then America is, is the place to go. <laughs> I would definitely okay. agree with you there. I would say our food offerings, our sports offerings, and I guess our movies or rock and roll. I don't know. which it, it, It's a tough call there, but we could give it over as we've debated in the past. It's a funny thing and should be a, a black eye for the U.S. of A. We're, we pride ourselves on rock and roll and all that kind of stuff. And, and maybe we did properly invent it. But 
when you boil it down, the UK has more great bands. If you had to say, I'm never going to listen to the US rock and roll, or I'm never going to listen to UK rock and roll ever again, I think the smart choice is UK. Matt Money Smith, I don't know if you weighed in on this one before. Listen, this is the, we, I'm, I'm looking at our timer. It's at an hour eight. This is not a conversation for today. Yes, you, I would put, let's put a pin in that because you've tried to do this before. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go. Here's what I'm going to go. Show. Uh, you're right. Okay, I'm going to do it quickly then. I'm going to go because I wanted <laughs> to hear the arguments. I wanted it to be organic. I didn't want to uh, prescribe what I was going to have. All right, I'm going to have going to go Italian one. Oh, boy, money makes a great case for waving old glory around, you know? Right. Move over, Uncle Sam, Uncle Money. Um, I'm going to have to go USA. I mean, what, 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 what I, you know, I really want to go German because I love, I love encased meats. I really do. So does Eddie. Um, <laughs> Eddie's embodied encased meats. I love, I love this conversation. It's the best. You know, <laughs> I, I, this is going to be a bold one. You get German or you get Mexican. I'm going to Middle Eastern. Yeah, Mediterranean is, is shawarma, delicious. shawarma all day, and cut, cut me some uh, some Just gyro Greek. meat. Yeah, Greek. You get the domates and souvlaki and lamb filo and the, the, the salad. Tzatziki and the yogurt the, for and, breakfast. The honey. Delicious. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear that one for a while. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through life for a couple of weeks feeling that one. Never again. No more French food. No more fish and chips and wherever the hell else they come up with over there in the hands of some <laughs> ridiculous country. I mean, how can you be around for as long as you've been around and that's all you've come up with? You should be ashamed on that front. Where's your I zest mean, so life? Shepherd's day, pie. But- Shepherd's pie is great, but that's it couple comfort foods and called it a day well i mean, I mean you, I like you, need to, you need to live there and you have to uh, you have to live there and understand what goes best with with the environment part of that is you take some of these foods and you and you bring them to a place they're not intended mexican food doesn't taste nearly quite so good as you know in siberia as it does in mexico there's a lot of it that comes with the with the territory that you eat it in fish that's another thing about being refined fish and chips is, and is you don't that's just experience you don't just experience it in the country you're from. Money, money, money's three podium finishes were essentially American food. Like they're all Italian is is Italian American food. American food is American food. Mexican food is Mexican American food. So money just put a, a, the U.S. in in all three positions. <laughs> why? Why is why is Indian food not? Why is Indian food not Indian American food? I've never been to India. At least I lived in Italy. I've been to Mexico a bunch of times. I've experienced those foods in their native countries. Uh, I have not been to Thailand, but I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. The frame of my reference is, for the most part, limited to the food that is served here. But I would say, uh, have you been to India, Hank? In in Dave's food, I haven't been to India. So there you go. There, see. But the good news is that India, that India came to the UK um, because we opened our doors (laughs) as part of part of the empire. So India. You're, you're right because i forgot this place this place the united states of america isn't known as the great melting pot and, and we don't have god knows every co- by the way I'll, I'll close with this it is Get why, Gandhi on the phone i don't think a handsome representation of history it is why uh it is why one of the great underrated food cities in america is salt lake city because of all the mormons that go on their missions 
They fall in love. Ooh, they marry someone wherever their mission was. They bring him back. So when you go to Salt Lake, you have all these incredible Indian Thai, all these Ethiopian, these restaurants that have some of the best food you've ever eaten because that's kind of what comprises a lot of their mom and pop small business restaurants. That's a, by the way, as a quick side note, if you haven't ever had Ethiopian food, correct oh, delicious. that. Because it's delicious, it's spicy, yep. it's so good. These delicious. little thin little pancake kind of things, and that they're your fork. That's your utensil. They don't give you proper ones. You just pick the food up, and you make your own little mini sandwich with every bite. Oh, it's glorious. All, all earth-toned foods. Yeah, oh, it's so good. All right, you know what? Money gets at it, so we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. Very quickly, Spaghetti, win, play, show. Well, I'll start with my show, and I'm not trying to be a shock jock here, but my show is going to be German food uh, as my okay. three. Like you said, Dave, I mean, it's in case meat, it's like cheese, potatoes, and then you wash it down with a, a stein of, of great-tasting beer. It's it's an awesome place. I don't like their um, beer. That's where they that's where they go down. I don't like German beer. Hefeweizen is too sweet. And, I mean, it's like too sweet, yeah. Oh, I, I, I like him. I like him with a little lemon peel. Uh, I'll go my uh, place. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Mediterranean here. I love uh, like the orange, like looking chicken. You put it all the sauce, like tzatziki, hummus, baba ganoush, put in the naan or pita, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's it's Delicious. the basmati rice. I can eat that every single day. And my number one, uh, I, don't even need, I don't even, I do. I don't even need to say the cheeseburgers, <laughs> Barbecue is the best food. Texas style barbecue. I have a Traeger. You when you cook a brisket, when you smoke a brisket for overnight My barbecue. hours, it, when I, when <laughs> My I, barbecue is the goal. What I want to say is like the the satisfaction you get is unmatched. Like you could cook some a dinner in in five minutes when you slow roast something for 12, 13 hours, like at two hundred twenty five degrees, and you pull the you slice the brisket, you see the smoke ring. It is the best. It's the best. Don't, food. don't give the don't give the it secret away, Eddie. It is the best. It, uh, any pork shoulder brisket ribs you could do God, steaks on there uh, a little mac and cheese cornbread it's it's the best do you think it's not as gratifying to like make a chicken curry or something like when you have no. all the ingredients no. and you're putting it all no. together no, it's, no way it's it's no morning not the same when you have the, when it's the same like, as an American grilling his own food over when, over, when, you're, when, you're, like it, when you're doing it overnight and you, you smell it you yeah. can smell the smoke it's the best it is the best but ultimately spaghetti I don't know who you're trying to fool here again um, but you when it's eating time you unhinge your jaw and just pour the food in whole you take a pl- I've seen you on more than one occasion when the appetizer guy comes around with the tray full of uh, pigs in the blanket you just take right. the whole thing out of his out of out of his hand and you just go up and dump it into your mouth um all right the idea that Eddie didn't include italian food on there is the fact i, I mean like anything i'm sorry it's just german food's better than italian food come on i, I mean no I, one no one shot, in the world even germans take. don't think that even I, germans I, I, this, this is, is gonna this. get it, out what it, what it comes down yeah. to is, is one is fatigue of me living in New York for a while. And two is kind of like what Dave said is like, if you could only have it oh so often, <laughs> I'd rather I could see myself like it's way easier for me. Like, oh, I'll have a sausage and, and a, a beer. Then like I get kind of tired of pizza. I don't eat <laughs> pasta basically at all. I don't eat lasagna. I don't like any of the heavy stuff I don't eat. So it's if you think of that mindset, sure, I would eat. You don't sausage eat pizza or, or lasagna. No, I don't. I don't eat lasagna and pizza. Really? Here, I really don't. No, I mean, there's not that many good pizza places in Los Angeles. Maybe like they opened Prince Street recently on Sunset. That's that's fine, but there's not many good ones. All right, I'm, I'm gonna lead it. it. Sorry. 
No, that's fine. You're kind of all over the place. You have so to you're like, you impose reality of like, I love it. but where am I getting a good, I chose pizza and this is all the crap they're giving me. I, no, you, in our, in our yeah. experiment here, you get the high end of whatever you yes. choose. You don't, you don't have to settle for like, you can go to but in my neighborhood here, Hancock Park doesn't have a halfway. They, they call this the best pizza in Hancock Park. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feed it to my dog and it's been dead for seven years. Now, listen, I want to wrap it up here. Before we do, though, real quick, one Kent Brown's mom's email, uh, voicemail. Perfect way to end it. For money and for handsome. If you haven't listened in a long time or never before, Kent Brown uh, is a uh, an ex-co-worker of ours. He was raised like I was in Pittsburgh, and his mom is, uh, is Pittsburgh through and through, and she leaves the greatest voicemails ever. Give a quick sample here. Give everybody a treat. Hey, breaking news. Pope Francis said that he will accept same-sex marriages. All right, it's all over the news. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> I love it. I love the the, the the way she dismounts is what really kind of does it for That's me. Always always. It. No there's always a pause. There's, there's always a pause after she delivers what it is she wants to get across. And then, all right. <laughs> I like it when she has something to do, though. I would have liked that. Would have could only have been made better. Is all right. There's something on TV. I right, need to right, watch exactly. Like, I like uh, that. That's the best way out. Um, well, listen, fellas. Always, uh, always a marvelous time. We appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to kibitz. I listen. Love if it. you're free and willing and all that, let's do it again. Um, we, I feel like we barely skimmed the surface of uh, all the important subjects out there, and uh, I, I don't, I certainly don't want to do a, a glib or quick pass over this, but I really did want to get this on the books uh, with the sad news of our uh, collective mutual pal Chris Wessling, and again, not sounding glib, but I really do. It's, it's, yeah. it's. There's one thing about. Uh, well, however you make your way in the world, getting to do it with your pals, that's living. And I feel like uh, we we had a, a good hour here and I always appreciate getting to spend time with you guys like uh, Wes did with his pals on uh, the Around the NFL show. So uh, so uh, uh, a tip of the hat to him and a tribute to him ongoing as we uh, as we chop it up and talk our foolishness um, and uh, and somehow get paid to do it. Not you guys. I'm not paying you anything for this, but you know, oh, okay. I thought that spirit. was for the first time ever. For the first no. time ever, no, no, I thought Dave never, was volunteering no, no. to open the wallet. No, Just pay I agree me. With uh, pay me if you could, Dave. I'd love to get paid in meat smoked by Eddie Spaghetti over 12 hours, <laughs> and then when you cut it, and as you see the smoke ring, and then you're smoking it, and you can smell it all night. There's nothing. And I got this Traeger, and it's this big Traeger, right? And then what I do is I get a piece of meat, and I put the meat in there, and then I push this button, and automatically the temperature is regulated, and I just go to bed smelling that sweet smoke all night long. And then I wake up the next morning, and I slice the meat, and there it is, ready for me to consume. You can't beat that. Gold exactly. medal. Exactly. <laughs> Money knows. Exactly. Exactly right. It's the best. Almost as good as Lazzy's mom's. Handsome, uh, great to see you once again, and uh, and let's get together. We really do need to consider the possibility, at least, spring, maybe summer. Maybe we need to change things in 2021 and have a little pie off with our pal Deeker. And, well, uh, I was going to say more either living. that or either that or you know, at least three of us agreed that Italian food was the best thing out there. So why don't the three of us 
go leave Eddie behind, or maybe we'll meet him for dessert in one of his favorite dessert places. Go get some great Italian food in Los Angeles before that. You guys are chumps. They don't got good uh, Italian food. I don't even call it Italian food. <laughs> you call that yeah, well, Italian food? While you guys are choking on your pasta, I'll be at the worst cruise getting my <laughs> rabbit sausage exactly. and my pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> all right fellas good times as always we'll be back uh, with more hui and applesauce for you with kevin hench chopping it up all northeast style all the best plays for you upcoming uh on the weekend and in the meantime for eddie spaghetti matt money smith make sure again you're checking out uh, petrick gross and money on iHeartRadio. and for handsome hank thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven <laughs> 